Welcome, everybody. Welcome today. It's October 30th, 2022, and it's a beautiful day today. We're faith. It's good to see everyone. Um, welcome to those online as well. We have a uh, two-minute uh, two minute and change clip that, you know, I'm always showing a clip to start things off, break the ice, and it kind of ties to the message. So I hope you enjoy it. I look in the mirror and see pimples, small lips, smudged eyeliner, no eyelashes, acne scars, no cheekbones, a big nose, crooked teeth, blackheads, limp hair, dry hair, messed up nail polish, a flabby stomach, out of date clothing, scars, body hair, birthmarks, an uneven complexion, the first signs of wrinkles, a big forehead, bushy eyebrows. I talk and hear a girl who is annoying, too loud, too shy, sounding like a man, mean, vain, ditzy, distant, timid, too bold, too serious. I go to bed and think I am not measuring up to my potential, useless, worthless, too much, not enough, broken, confused, lost, alone, unknown, ugly, never going to find love, hopeless. But you look at me and see beauty, a work of art, redemption, the mind of Christ, renewal, your own image, wonder, value, your own child, born again, loved, belonging, a new creation, righteousness, Christ, full of life, guided by the Holy Spirit, helped, empowered to do your work, transformed, a child of light, chosen, a servant, a steward, a soldier, witness, worker, a citizen of heaven, ambassador, hopeful, a future, being renewed day by day, someone worth chasing, a girl worth dying for. God, Please help me see myself through your eyes. Amen. Amen. When it comes time to put your faith in. <laughs> amen. Amen. Uh, we're on the series of perspective. And once again, I am the cleanup hitter. I'm the last guy. <laughs> and I always have this worry, you know. Since I'm the last one, I'm always afraid that somebody's going to come in and do my same message or something, and I'm going to have to change everything last minute, but I'm fortunate that hasn't happened. So I hope you enjoyed the video. Uh, we're on perspective. I feel like I printed this big enough so I don't even have to use my glasses, so <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, so how many people grew up in Hialeah? I grew up in Hialeah. Look at that. Quite a few people. We are the tea breads, <laughs> the mighty, mighty tea breads. 
Um, so where I grew up, it was close to a church called the Santa Cecilia Church. I don't know if anybody knows this. It's a Catholic church. And every year they had a fair. And, uh, you know, as I got older, I looked at that same place, and I couldn't believe how many rides they stuffed into this little lot. You know, they stuffed in all these rides. When I was a kid, I thought this place was huge, but really small. But one of my favorite um, experiences was the fun house. I don't know how many people like the fun house. <laughs> the fun house with the things moving and the mirrors. So, you know, the mirrors uh, were all different. You looked at yourself in the mirrors. Some of them made you look tall. Some of them made you look heavy. Some of them made your head look big, your head look flat, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but obviously the mirrors were distorted and uh, it didn't represent a, a real picture of ourselves, you know. And we're all unique. We all grew up with different, you know, experiences, different parents, different teachers, uh, you know, pastors, you name it. And so these adults that we had in our lives, you know, they told us certain things and we let those things attach to, our, to, to ourselves, to our spirit, you know, whether good or bad. You know, a lot of times I think uh, we felt that the adults know what they're talking about. So we accepted it. We accepted it, you know. They were the mirrors in our lives. But how many people know there's no perfect adults, right? There's no perfect people. Um, and so, you know, some of us grew up with these distorted pictures of ourselves, and it shaped our perspective. You know, if your parents were prejudiced, maybe you kind of accepted that and you became prejudiced, for example. Um, so we're going to talk some in a little while about letting things attach themselves to you. Okay, so keep in tune with that. We need to be careful when someone says something about us or to us that doesn't agree with our spirit or the word of God. And we need to shake those words off right away and not allow them to take root into our minds and into our hearts. Okay? So we are going to look at the book of Acts this morning. If you have your Bibles, please open that. Um, and we're going to look at chapter 28 in the book of Acts. If you're there, say amen. amen. You're there. Okay. And uh, I'll be reading this morning from verses 1 and 6, Acts chapter 28. So here we go. So once, it, on, on verse 1, once safely on shore, we found out, this is Paul talking, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us unusual kindness. They built a fire and welcomed us, all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood and he put it on the fire. A viper, driven out by the heat, fastened himself to his hand. When the islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, this man must be a murderer, for though he escaped the sea, Justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off, in verse 5, into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happen to him, they changed their minds 
and said he was a god. So the title of my message this morning is Shake Off the Viper. Shake Off the Viper. All right, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day, Lord. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place. Thank you for those that are here and those that are listening or watching online, Father God. Lord, this word that you have given me, let it resonate with those that are listening to it, Father God. Let it change us. Let us help us examine ourselves more closely, Father God. And let it help us draw us closer to you, Lord. And we give you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so I think I will use my glasses. I can see clearly now. All right, so in Acts chapter 28, we find Paul, not Saul. He's a new person with a new perspective after Jesus opened his eyes. And we all kind of know the, the story of Paul. I think most of us know it. He was a bad dude. He was a bad dude. He did not like Christians. He persecuted them. He found them. He locked them up, killed them. And uh, on his way to Damascus, the Lord sh uh, shined a light on him and blinded him for three days. So this guy was blind for three days. God uh, interacts with uh, Ananias. Ananias prays for Paul. And something like scales fall off of Paul's eyes. And now Paul can see clearly, right? And he has a new perspective now. He gets baptized. And, you know, the same guy that was persecuting Christians is now preaching the gospel. Amen? We all have a past, some good and some not so good. But the good news is that your past doesn't determine your future. And where you were doesn't mean that, you know, where you're going is going to be better. Amen? And now, um, fast forwarding the chapter before chapter 28, Paul is a prisoner. He's on a ship. And, uh, you know, the ultimate destination here is he's got to face Caesar in Rome. Okay? So he's on this ship. There's like 267 people on this ship, including Paul. And an angel of the Lord appears to Paul, and he tells Paul that Hurricane Ian's coming. You guys are in trouble. The ship's going to wreck. But the good news is that no one is going to lose their life, you know. So um, just as the angel predicted, this is what happens. It shipwrecks. These guys find themselves. I don't know if they swam, walked, how, how they got to this island, but they got to this island of uh, Malta. And so God's hand was on Paul. And because it was on Paul, it was on all those people that were with him. Nobody died, right? It's almost like when Jesus told Peter to go out and fish again, and he hadn't caught any fish, now he catches an abundance. But not only is Peter blessed, all those around him are blessed as well. Amen? And so, you know, at this point, I was going to talk about Punta Gorda and our Minimal damage. My wife already went through that, so I'm not going to, to talk about that. Here we are. They're on an island, and the island is called Malta. And verse 2 says that the Bible showed, uh, the natives showed Paul unusual kindness. 
How many people can realize that if you land on an island with natives, you don't know how they're going to treat you? I, I always have this picture that they're going to roast me on a fire or something, you know? But the Bible says that they show Paul unusual kindness, and we see God's favor on Paul, and it spills over to all those folks around him. And I believe and declare that God's favor is upon you as a son or daughter of God. And I believe and declare that the same way the natives of Malta showed Paul kindness, that people will show you kindness above and beyond, especially when you need it most. I believe and declare that you will receive help from expected and unexpected places, from expected and unexpected people. No matter what you might be going through, don't lose hope. I believe and declare that your help is on the way. Divine help that is ordained by your heavenly Father. Amen. Psalms 121 says, where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we find Paul gathering a pile of brushwood. And in verse 3, the Bible says that a viper attached itself to Paul. So a viper is a poisonous snake. Thank you for putting the verses up. So I have a question for you this morning. What poison has attached itself to you? What did someone say to you or about you that you have allowed to in your spirit? In Genesis chapter 3, Adam had an interaction with God, with Satan, I'm sorry. He had an interaction with Satan. And afterwards, he was covering himself because he thought he was naked. And God asked him, who told you you were naked? Right? It was a rhetorical question. God knew the answer. But God wanted Adam to think about this for himself. And I believe this morning that God is asking you and I the same question so that we can think about it for ourselves. Amen? Who told you that you're weak? Who told you that you're not that smart? Who told you that you're not college material? Who told you that you're too tall, that you're too small, that you're too heavy? Who told you something that you have allowed into your spirit that is limiting you? Amen? Who told you something that has given you a negative perspective about yourself or about others? We need to think about this for ourselves. Amen? The viper attached itself to Paul. Adam allowed Satan's words to attach itself to him, and it made him feel ashamed. Some of you have allowed guilt to attach itself to you. Some of us have allowed negativity to attach itself to us. Some of us have allowed inferiority to attach itself to us. Some of us have allowed judgment to attach itself to us. Some of us have allowed gossiping to attach itself to us. Some of us have allowed worry to attach itself, fear to attach itself, discouragement to attach itself, doubt, generational curses, you name it. 
Some people have allowed it to attach itself to us. Amen? The young girl in the opening video had an inferiority complex. That's a hard word to say. Inferiority. Inferiority complex to attach itself. And it impacted her perspective of herself. But I bring you good news this morning. The Bible says that the devil is a liar. And I'm here to announce this morning and declare that whatever has attached itself to you will have to let you go. I want you to believe and declare this with me this morning, whether you're listening online or whether you're here. Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 23, that if we speak to the mountain and have no doubt and we believe whatever we say will happen, God has given us more power than we realize. It's in our words. If we speak in the name of Jesus and we believe and we don't have any doubt, we can move mountains, right? Amen? You may have a mountain that you're struggling with at this point in your life. You may feel that you can't shake off this mountain, that you can't shake off this viper, that you're stuck with it. But I'm telling you this morning directly from the Word of God, that you have the power in the name of off and throw it into the fire. Amen? Amen. If you're struggling with anything that I mentioned, come into agreement this morning with me and speak to the mountain for yourself. Don't doubt and believe in your heart that you can move it. And the word of God says that you will. Amen. So in the name of Jesus, I command that depression to let you go. I command discouragement to let you go. That guilt that you've been carrying around for a long time, I command it to let you go. Enough is enough. Call it out for yourself. I command negativity to let you go. Failure has to let you go. A poverty mindset has to let you go. Inferiority judgment, being easily offended in the name of Jesus has to let you go. Worry, doubt must let you go. Fear must let you go. I declare that any generational curse must let you go in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says that no weapon formed against you will prosper. It doesn't promise that the weapon will not form. The weapon will form. But it does promise that the weapon will not prosper. Amen? And I want to point out what happens in verse 2 of chapter of Acts 28. In one moment, the Bible says that the natives were showing Paul kindness. But in verse 4, after the snake attached itself to him, they were calling him a murderer. Hmm. And that's why Jesus didn't put much weight to the praises of men. One moment, they're screaming, Hosanna, God in the highest. And the next moment, they're yelling to crucify Jesus. Amen? Don't give much weight to the praises of people. And at the same time, don't let what people say to you or about you attach itself to you. 
especially if it doesn't reconcile with the Word of God. Amen? People will always be people, but God has a final say. When God speaks, all other voices don't matter. Amen? All other voices are just noise. When people talk about you, don't be discouraged. Your destiny is not in the hands of gossipers. Your destiny is in the hands of God. Amen? People may have perceived Gideon as a coward. He was hiding in a wine press, grinding corn. He was hiding from his enemies. He had an inferiority complex. I put that word so many times and I can't say it. Like the young girl had at the beginning of the video. Gideon called himself weak. He called himself insignificant. But what happened? God called him a mighty warrior. Amen? You may feel inferior about yourself, but God's perspective of you is different than how others see you. God's perspective is different than your perspective of yourself. When people talk about you, don't sweat it. The Bible says that God will fight your battles. Amen? The word says that he will set a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Let the talkers talk. We need to remember that God has the final say. Amen? So we find Paul, we find that when Paul puts a brushwood on the fire, a viper jumps up and attaches himself to his, to his hand. It's interesting and we're not going to go into this, but it's interesting that if you keep reading on, we didn't read it, but if you keep reading on, that same hand is what Paul was using to pray for the folks in Malta. He was healing with that hand. And, you know, I think the point I take away is sometimes the devil attacks you when you're about to do something for, the, for, for God's kingdom, right? Amen? But bad things do happen to good people. Just because you became a Christian doesn't mean that you're immune to bad things. We, we all know that. It's important we understand this. We will likely face some trials in life. But how you react in a difficult situation will be very telling about your faith. Faith operates when we have the right perspective in our minds. Some people pray and ask God for healing, but they see themselves as sick. Some pray for strength, but they see themselves as weak. Some people pray for a breakthrough, but they see themselves as bound. Some pray for prosperity, but they see themselves as poor. They have the wrong perspective. They have a poverty mindset, and they don't, they don't even realize it. There's a problem because we pray for one thing with our tongue, but we perceive another thing in our mind. And God wants us to reconcile the two things together. Is this helping anybody? Yes. Amen. Okay, so in verse 5, it says that Paul shook the snake off into the fire, and he suffered no ill effects. He didn't give it a second thought. He didn't blame anyone for what happened. There was a lot of people around him. He didn't shout, God, why me? He simply shook the poisonous viper off. Whatever negative things has attached itself to you, you need to shake it off. 
Don't allow it to come to life. And that's what I take away when, when he shook it off into the fire. He was killing that thing. He didn't allow it to come back to life. So you can look at your neighbor this morning and say, shake it off. Shake it off. That's the wrong neighbor. Look at the other neighbor and say, shake it off. <laughs> shake it off. Okay, so he shakes it off and he shakes it into the fire. We have to completely, completely, completely destroy what the enemy is trying to bind us with. Amen. Amen. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 3, God told King Saul to completely, completely destroy the Amalekites. He said, kill the women, kill the men, kill the children, kill the cattle, kill the dog, kill the cat, kill the mice. You know, I'm exaggerating. He told them to completely destroy everything. You know, and, and this sounds extreme, you know. People like to skip over this part. It sounds extreme to you and I, but like uh, Brother Tyler said this morning, God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His perspective is different. That's why when you and I are calling somebody a coward, God is calling them a mighty warrior. Amen? And so many of us know what happened. King Saul listened to what the people wanted. And he didn't listen to what God wanted. And so he killed people, killed a lot of them, but he kept some people for himself, and he kept some animals for himself, and he justified it in his own mind. And as a result, the Lord rejected him. God wants us to completely destroy some attachments in our lives. King Saul gave in to what people said and, and wanted and didn't follow God's instructions completely. And we need to learn from this. We need to have the right perspective. And instead of listening to what people say about you, you have to listen to what God says about you. And according to my Bible, God says that you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. You are blessed in the city and you're blessed in the field. You are blessed going in and you're blessed going out. My Bible says that you're a lender and not a borrower. My Bible says that you are a chosen people. My wife talked about this this morning. A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. You're not strange. You're set apart because God called you out of darkness and into the light. Amen? You may have a negative perspective about yourself, but as a young lady said in the opening video, towards the end, if you remember, she says, God sees you as someone worth dying for, chosen, redeemed, valued, transformed, a new creation, a child of God, empowered, beautiful, made in his own image, one of a kind and unique a work of art, a mighty warrior, someone destined for greatness. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So there's so much more God says about you, but that's a good example. So with that, Randy, would you please come up? Amen. Amen.
Thank you. Would you please stand to your feet this morning? I hope this message uh, spoke to some and blessed some. I know it was short, but I like to keep my messages to the point. <laughs> and I don't like to talk forever, so I hope that was good. So you're here this morning or you're watching online. God's word is full of promises and blessings. And one of the most important one is salvation. So I'd like to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior this morning. It looks like family. But anyways, I'd give you a chance. If anyone here has not accepted Jesus into their lives, would you please raise your hands? If you're here online, if you're watching online or listening, right where you're at, if you've never accepted Jesus into your heart and into your life, I invite you to pray to accept it today. It's not a coincidence that you're listening to this message online. Some people like to pray to a saint. Praying to a saint is not the way. Some people believe in yoga is the right way. That's not the way. Buddha is not the way. Scientology is not the way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he said, no one, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. So why don't we just say this prayer out loud? Let's just all say this prayer. Jesus, please... Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. That you died for my sins. And that you rose again on the third day. Lord, I believe that you are the way. The only way to the Father and to eternal life. This day, Lord, this moment make you my Lord and Savior. And if you said that simple prayer, I believe you're born again. Find a good Bible faith church. Word of Faith here in Miami Springs will be your home. Look it up online and join us, please. And uh, with that, I will dismiss those online. I pray that you have a blessed day. Thank you for joining this morning. And for those of you that are here, if you need prayer, the ushers are here. They're happy to pray for you. So if you need prayer, just come on up.